In true British style, the story of the supermarine Spitfire, in terms of function and design, a weapon of war as important to the nation's military and technical heritage as Nelson's victory, as impressive and world-beating as Gresley's Flying Scotsman or Campbell's Bluebird, begins in an understated and barely noticed way over the Hampshire countryside on an early spring day in March 1936. Few knew it happened. Few cared. It could not have been a less momentous occasion. The aircraft was not even known as the Spitfire by that stage, but by the bland and rather less glamorous Air Ministry contract specification of F.37-34 and even the date of the flight is disputed. But what took place in the skies over Eastleigh Aerodrome, near Southampton, on either the afternoon of the 5th or 6th of March, set in train the process of design and development which heralded the appearance of what would become, indisputably, one of the most beautiful and most potent aircraft ever to take to the skies. Even then, in its earliest form, it was no ugly duckling. Prototype Type 300, K5054, was largely the elegant creation of a small workforce of dedicated draftsmen, aerodynamicists and engineers, led by a later terminally ill man of few words, Reginald J. Mitchell, or R.J., as he was known to those with whom he worked. The men of the Supermarine's design team at Woolston had produced a sleek, state-of-the-art monoplane fighter with a semi-monocoque fuselage and a retractable undercarriage, constructed exclusively, apart from its control surfaces, of metal, and featuring what would become the Spitfire's hallmark refined yet functional elliptical wing. The wing design was founded on sound aerodynamic and engineering principles, offering the thinnest section which could accommodate and carry the main wheels and guns. Much of the design had been influenced by Mitchell's earlier and highly successful S.6B seaplane, which had famously won the Schneider Trophy for Great Britain in 1931. The aircraft was designed to carry a formidable firepower of eight 0.303-inch Browning machine guns with 300 rounds per gun. To conform to Air Ministry requirements, a doubling of the original gun provision which saw fuel capacity reduced and thus create a detrimental effect on range and endurance, something which would continue to limit the Spitfire's otherwise impeccable service record. But it was perhaps the blend of powerful armament combined with the Type 300's engine that gave the aircraft its edge. Here, Mitchell took advantage of a relatively new V-12 piston engine, the Rolls-Royce liquid-cooled PV-12, which was designed to produce 990 horsepower and achieve a maximum speed of 350 miles per hour. So it was that on that afternoon in March, Type 300 arrived at Eastleigh from nearby Wollstone, dismantled and by road. It was fitted with a de Havilland fine-pitch propeller to ensure optimum performance at low testing speeds, and its metal parts had been left unpainted, while its fabric control surfaces had been doped. It carried no guns, no radio, the undercarriage was locked in the down position, and there was a tail skid as opposed to a wheel. At the controls, for the maiden flight of the quickly reassembled machine, was the test pilot of Supermarine's parent company Vickers, Captain J. Mutt Summers. 
In a workmanlike fashion, Summers climbed into the cockpit, went through some pre-flight checks, fired the engine, taxied to the far side of the field, turned into the wind, and without fanfare, took off, climbing away quickly from the aerodrome. He was airborne for all of eight minutes, but it was enough to confirm that the basics were working and that the machine had no adverse characteristics. The following day, Summers took Type 300 up again, this time with a coarse pitch propeller so that higher speeds could be attained. Things apparently went well once more. Soon afterwards, Vickers decided to assign a name to its hopeful new fighter, Spitfire inspired by what the chairman of the company apparently called his mischievous daughter. A somewhat disgruntled Mitchell was heard to comment, it's a sort of bloody silly name they would give it.